Trump puts a temporary suspension on immigration in the United States in order to put American workers first. The Georgia governor plans to open up his economy ASAP and more nurses hit to the streets to protest some more BS. We're going to get into all this and more, but before we get into it, I'm going to be changing the name of this podcast, so don't freak out if you see the name change. I'm giving you the heads up. I'm going to be changing it to The Raging Patriot Podcast or just The Raging Patriot with Joey Saladino. Whatever it's going to be, it's going to be a variation of that, so that's what I'm going to be changing the podcast name to. Let your friends know. Share it to your friends. Tell them to, to follow, subscribe. We're ranking top. We're number one in the Kenya politics. <laughs> We're number one in Kenya in politics on the Apple Store. Thank you, guys. Peace and love to Kenya. Let's get into this. Welcome to America the Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Saladino, where we go through everything in the news today. Now, let's get into this. Listen to the Georgia governor when questioned about opening up his state. You know, screening. So let's say that the gym decides that they're going to test everybody's temperature when they walk in. But as we all know, uh, there are asymptomatic people who are contagious to every person that they come in contact with potentially. So once you've got a fever, it's already too late. You've already, you know, been five days of being someone who can spread that disease. So how are you going to screen these yeah, people who the want same, to go to these the businesses. Same could be, the same could be happening at the grocery store and other places. That's why the fitness on Boom. He just said this. <laughs> the virus is obviously spreading at the essential places. Why not open up the non-essential places? That's the point he's trying to get across. I have great confidence in them spreading people out when they're doing a workout. Doing this additional sanitation that we've all been, you know... Uh, learned how to do now and taking those precautions with hand sanitation and having the, the folks working in the facilities wearing masks and, and other things. And we'll be putting those guidelines out. And listen, if people don't want to go, Martha, they don't have to. If people don't want to open the gym, right. they don't have to. But when you close somebody's business down and take the livelihood of that individual and those employees and they are literally at the face of losing everything, yeah. I'm willing to give them the Boom. That's it. You don't have to leave your house. You don't have to open the gym for the small business owners. You don't have to do anything. When lockdowns end or when the lockdown restrictions start to get eased, you don't have to do anything. You can still stay in your house if you're afraid. You can still not open your business if you think your business will contribute to the spread and you don't want to contribute to the spread. You don't have to do anything when lockdowns are over. That's the point. If you don't want to go out and get sick, stay the F home. Remember that whole hashtag trend when this all broke down because people wanted to go out and it was a trend? Stay the F home by the left for you to stay home. So... They don't have to get sick, even though they're staying home. It makes no sense. Nothing with the left ever makes any sense. This especially doesn't make any sense. You People need to understand. Lockdowns force you to stay home. No lockdowns. You do whatever you want. Stay in lockdown. Stay in your own quarantine if you want. It seems like this... this epidemic we're dealing with is more of a nursing home ec- epidemic not so much uh going out to a restaurant and going to the gym epidemic to be totally honest with you guys if you stay responsibly socially distanced you quarantine yourself if you want you can stay in your house if you want and you can open your business if you want and have customers come in and be responsible 
That's the thing. The left does they don't believe in personal responsibilities. They never did. That's why they need to have this big government interaction because they don't trust people to do what needs to be done because they won't do it themselves. They need everybody else to do it so they don't have to do it themselves. That's that's how the left opter, operates. So now the CDC is saying there will be a second, possibly worse, COVID-19 outbreak this winter. I didn't see that in the projection models that these people worship. And I'm going to have to say I doubt this will happen unless they falsely inflate the numbers again. Now, obviously, staying inside on lockdown did not help anybody. This, If this is true, which I'm going to you know, type X to doubt. I, I highly doubt it is true. But even if it is, this just goes to show you that staying home and lockdowns do absolutely nothing because once you go back outside again, you're just going to get the sickness that you just prolonged. Even if lockdowns did work, you're just prolonging the inevitable sickness. And until you find a vaccine that most people probably won't even take because they don't have any trust in the government or Bill Gates... Unless you find a vaccine or a super effective treatment for it, then you, you, you kind of are lost. You need to, then at that point, your easiest, quickest solution would be the herd immunity solution. But given that the antibody reports already showed that 4% of the LA population, my adult population, already had the antibodies, you, you're, we're edging closer and closer to the herd immunity already. We're getting pretty close. If I don't know what the point of the herd immunity is, but considering Los Angeles had no outbreak, maybe it's there. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. But yeah, we're gonna read what they said. So the CDC chief says there could be a second, possibly worse, COVID nineteen outbreak this winter. This also lends to the fact that nobody knows what the heck is going on. These are the people telling us that. You know, millions of people are going to die from the virus, and they don't even know if there's going to be a second wave or not. They don't even know if it's going to come back in the winter. These people know nothing. They know nothing, and they're influencing these massive public policy. But don't worry, because I'm here to give you the facts on the situation. It's a nursing home situation. It's a nursing home crisis. If you're healthy, if you're young, especially if you're young, if you're under the age of 45, you pretty much have nothing to worry about unless you got diabetes, asthma, uh, major obesity, heart disease, and cancer all at the same time, then you should be a little bit worried. Me, I have autoimmune disease. I ain't worried for shit. Sorry I cursed. I'm going to stop with the cursing. <laughs> but I ain't too worried neither. That, and we want to know why? Because barely any people under the age of 45 died from this virus. And then once you minus the cooked books of the artificial inflation and the fake news stories, it's even less. So let's, let's read this. A second coronavirus outbreak could emerge this winter in conjunction, in conjunction with the flu season to make it an even more dire health crisis. Uh, obviously, we know if there is a bad flu season, I, I think two flu seasons ago, there's about 80,000 deaths from the flu. We do know if there is a flu season, they'll just cook the books in a way where they make it seem like there's more COVID deaths. It's, it's either these people are so dumb, it's either these people are just speculating, or it's either there could be a possible nefarious purpose to push for the mail-in ballots. 
Because if there's an outbreak happening around the general election time, ooh, we're going to do mail-in ballots. And that's the, that's the only way the Democrats stand a chance to steal this election and to steal this country is with mail-in ballots. And mark my words, if they push for these mail-in ballots, if they pull the same BS that they're pulling on us now, mark my words, there will be a revolution if they steal this election with the mail-in ballots. Mark my words, Americans right now are raging beyond belief because we're seeing the bulls, the bulls, that they're they're feeding us. They actually got the country to close down from the BS they've been feeding us. There will be rev. I'm just I'm not I'm not advocating for it. I I don't want any bloodshed. I don't want there to be much unrest. It would be a hard time for all of America. But I'm just telling you, if they steal the election, there will be a revolution. So this is what they said in the Washington Post interview. There's possibly that the assault of the virus on our nation next winter will actually be even more difficult than the one we just went through, uh, the CDC director said. And when I've said this to others, they kind of put it, put their head back. They don't understand what I mean. Well, maybe because all you people lost your credibility months ago. We're going to have a flu epidemic and a coronavirus epidemic at the same time, he added, predict, uh, pre- predicting a dual assault on the health care system. So, yeah, obviously, there are, and I, this is something that I've been saying for a while. Right now, the COVID-19 crisis is like stacking a flu season on top of another flu season. That's what we're dealing with. We're not dealing with world-ending numbers here. We're not even close to world-ending. We're not even close to peak capacity for medical resources. All it is, we're stacking one flu on top of the other flu. And you know what? I've been saying that for months. And this CDC guy, who I still don't trust and I still think is foolish, just confirmed everything that I've been saying. The flu season has been underway since September, and while flu activity now is considered low, the season has—obviously now it's considered low because it's all being reclassified to COVID. The season has seen a high number of hospitalizations and infections, killing at least 168 children, according to the CDC. So obviously, yes, the seasonal flu is more deadly to children and working-age Americans than it is than than the, the COVID. This year, the flu killed at least 34,000 Americans, according to the CDC, and made an estimated 35 million people sick. Now, you know what? When you see these numbers very far off, you know, 34,000 died, 35 million people were infected. How else would they get that 35 number? I'm assuming probably a bunch of antibody testing. People actually go to the doctors, and you can do the estimates the estimates back on there because we know a lot more about the flu. This 35 million number and this low 34,000 number, we're going to see very similar numbers like that coming out from the COVID after this antibody testing is done. We're going to see that tens of millions have been infected, and we're going to see that only tens of thousands would have perished. And especially after you reduce for the inflation then the the gap widens even more. Um, White House uh, COVID-19 Task Force Director Dr. Bricks was asked on Tuesday, on the Tuesday news briefing about Redfield's comments. She said, we were very clear in the guidelines that we believe we can monitor again and monitor communities at the community level by using influenza-like illness. She added, and in the place to build the test, okay, have testing in place. It's always testing, testing, testing. I'm sick. How much? 
the majority of these tests that we're doing are coming back negative. We don't need to do more testing. We're testing enough people that are getting the virus of a serious case. We don't need more testing. The only reason why anybody would ever push for more testing is because they want to inflate the infection count. They want to make that number look worse. Do your antibody testing. Then you can get the estimated true number of true infected, and then you can get the true number of the fatality rate. But when you're just trying to get that confirmed case number up, granted, America has done more testing than Europe combined. Let's be real here, based on population. You, you, we, we're doing enough testing. We don't need enough. We need the antibody testing. That's the next step in this all. We're, and, and this is another problem. Because if we double our testing, obviously the confirmed cases are going to double. Or probably a little bit less than double because it's probably going to be even... You're going to have a higher negative rate at that point. But then our infection rate is just going to go up higher and higher. Because we're just doing more testing. If anything, let's keep our testing at the same level it is as long as we're able to test everybody that needs to be tested. Keep it at the same level so this way the average public can look at the chart and say, okay, we're on the right flow because we're giving the same amount of tests per day. We're not giving useless tests anymore. Because if we went from giving a thousand, I'm just using arbitrary numbers, if we went from giving a thousand tests a day to a hundred thousand tests a day, obviously there's going to see a big spike. But that's not indicative of, of obviously the, what the death rate would be, of what how many people are actually dying. It's just a... Uh, it's more of like a fear tactic in there. It's just trying to, you know, this whole COVID-19 is doomsday is all based on misrepresentation of the data, misinformation, fake news, uh, sensational headlines. And that's what that would contribute to. When you're trying to inflate the confirmed case number, that's how you keep your space, your place locked down even more. Because you look, oh, look, we're having an outbreak. We're having an outbreak. Everybody stay inside. Look, 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 look. It's an outbreak. You don't have to go out and protest. It's an outbreak. That's how you get people to... That's how you try to brainwash people to not protest. Because you're trying... You, you're giving them false information to be afraid and fear. It's all based on fear. Trump suspends immigration. Listen to this. Therefore, in order to protect American workers... I will be issuing a temporary suspension of immigration into the United States. You heard about that last night. By pausing immigration, we'll help put unemployed Americans first in line for jobs as America reopens. So important. It would be wrong and unjust for Americans laid off by the virus to be replaced with new immigrant labor flown in from abroad. We must first take care of the American worker, take care of the American worker. This pause will be in effect for 60 days, after which the need for any extension or modification will be evaluated by myself and a group of people based on economic conditions at the time. This order will only apply to individuals seeking a permanent residency. In other words, those receiving green cards big factor, will not apply to those entering on a temporary basis. As we move forward, we'll examine what additional immigration-related measures should be put in place to protect U.S. workers. We want to protect our U.S. workers, and I think as we move forward, we will become more and more protective of them. 
This pause on new immigration will also help to conserve vital medical resources for American citizens. A short break from new immigration, depending on the time we're talking about, will protect the solvency of our health care system and provide relief to jobless Americans. There you have it. Trump is putting America first. Cue the liberal outrage. It's almost a no-brainer. Why would we want to import more immigrants to take the jobs of Americans that the Americans just lost because of the crisis? We got to worry about America first. And this is the the number one easiest, most easy, the, the, the most obvious way to put America first. It's just ending the illegal, suspending illegal immigration for a period of time. Now, obviously, obviously, this was going to cause the socialists to lose their mind. uh, Bernie Sanders tweeted, Donald Trump is once again vilifying immigrants to cover for his own incompetence. The American people are tired of xenophobia and racism. In response to a Washington Post article that said Trump suspends U.S. immigration for 60 days. Trump puts America first. The left. This is racist. This is what is wrong with these people? These people do not care about Americans. And you see it right here in in Bernie Sanders' post. Bernie, tell me, why don't you care about American workers? Why don't you care about Americans losing their jobs? Why do you want immigrants that are just coming to America for the first time ever to take the jobs that Americans just lost, that Americans need to have? Why do you care so much about the other, everybody else but America? You want these illegal immigrants to flood in. You want these immigrants to flood in. You want to know why? Because you're going to make them vote for you. Because you're going to give them welfare. You're going to give them this. You're going to give them that. You're going to give them our taxpayer dollars. And you're going to put them on the welfare system. You're going to make them become dependent on government so you can keep them voting for you to get your stupid, dumb policies. You can't feed the world. The, the socialists think that because America is so rich and America has so much money, they don't realize how much debt we're in. They don't realize how bad the deficit is. They just think we can keep printing money and pumping money to feed the entire world. Oh, the whole world, just come in. Just, just come on in. Just take everybody's jobs. We'll give you some sanctuary cities. Run amok. Uh, do crime. Start some gangs. We won't deport you. Uh, as long as you keep voting Democrat, just come right back in. They don't care about America. It's a fact. We know they don't. We know how they're going to react before they even react. If Trump literally says, we need to protect American workers. I got to end immigration for a short period of time to protect American workers. And their freaking heads explode. Why? It's a no-brainer. The... (laughs) You, th- this is how you identify the people who truly hate Americans. And I hope the Americans, the people on the left, because us on the right, we already know what's up. We're a little bit more cunning to this stuff. We, we, know, we know the ropes. We know the game. We know what they're doing. But I'm just praying that the people on the left can start seeing this stuff and start waking up. But the problem is these Democrats, these liberals, the Hollywood, they put them, they try to put kids from a young age these democrats and these liberals overall they try to take them and they try to put them into this virtue signaling group where they're like oh look uh 
you gotta you care about the people. You're a caring person. You're the you're the best person in the world. You're caring. Virtue signaling. Look at me. I'm caring. I care about the homeless people. I care about these poor immigrants. I care about the poor Mexicans. I care about them. That makes me a good person because I care about them. And you know what? Because I care about them, I want them to all come in here and I want them to live live it up like we're living it up and you know, we're going to give them all our tax dollars and we're going to give them this for free and that for free because I care about them because I'm a good person. You need to understand that. I'm a good person. Oh, oh, you don't want to give your tax dollars to these people? Oh, you don't want these people to run amok in your city killing people and starting gangs? gangs? That means you're a bad person. You're a racist. You're a xenophobe. You know what? You're a bad person? Because you're a bad person, that means I'm a good person. And look, look at all that I'm doing. I'm trying to get your money into their pockets because I'm I'm a good person. That's the mentality of these stupid socialists. It's not about facts. It's not about logic. It's not about common sense. It's all about virtue signaling. All of it. I'm sick of it. Just sick. <laughs> I'm just I I can't I I'm I got to see through the facade. I'm drool. I'm spitting and drooling out of my mouth. Damn Red Bulls, They're getting sticky. Oh, damn, I need some water. <laughs> when nurses aren't making TikToks, they are out breaking social distancing guidelines to protest freedom against freedoms for a photo op. The ICUs in Pennsylvania must be empty. Now, this is a photo. More protests. They seem to be going on every single day of what looks to be nurses hitting the streets with signs telling people to go home, don't go on the streets, stay quarantined in your house, lock your doors, barricade the doors, whatever. These four nurses in a row standing one feet apart, not the social distancing six foot guidelines, standing one foot apart saying, my life is on the line, go home. Trust nurses, go home. My life is on the line, go home. I don't trust you nurses. I respect the things you do when you do do it. But if your ICU rooms are so full, if you're telling people, yeah, I don't want you in my ICU, stay home. If your ICUs are so packed, if the problem is so bad, then what the F are you doing on the street telling people to go home? Get your ass back into that ICU and start treating the COVID patients. Oh, wait. There probably is no one in your, in your rooms. Now, I got this, this message from one of my viewers, okay? And it says... Saw your tweets about the nurse protests and how ICUs must be empty in PA. As a nurse in PA, we have plenty ICU beds open, and my unit, which is not an ICU unit, is even the uh, is even the official COVID unit, and we've had eight to fourteen beds filled out of a to- out of sixty total for the past week, and it's both. That's both positive and rule out patients. Um, the media would like us to have an overreaction, even going as far as to put crisis actors who aren't even no nurses out there to protest, which in turn leads to other sheep who are really real nurses out there to protest. 
That makes perfect sense. They get the crisis actors out there of the ner- of the fake nurses out there to protest, and then the real nurses who feel like they have a moral obligation to go out there and tell people to uh, not enjoy their freedoms anymore and to have their businesses closed and don't worry about feeding your family or putting a roof on your head. Then the real social ju- justice nurses start going out there. Just another trick. I'd like to remain anonymous if you share this information. Thanks, Mr. Salads. You're not crazy. Bless up. <laughs> also, check out Dr. Shiva. He's doing, uh, proving the media wrong about the virus. I will, I will check that out as well. But yeah, thank, thank you for your message. Apparently, somebody in the comments was saying something um, that was, <laughs> this one, this one said what I was just about to say, and I just read this now. These nurses need to focus on their own health. Their obesity makes them a high risk for COVID-19 complications. And that is true. You're looking at these nurses, they're short and fat, very pudgy. Now, if that's the, that's the thing is, obviously, if you want to be short and fat, if that's your lifestyle, go for it. I, I, don't, I don't really care. I'm a fit person. I, I, I used to be fat. I got myself fit. But listen, that's, that's not the point. I'm not trying to fat shame people. The point is, you're out there telling people to go home because you don't want them in their ICU room. How about instead of telling people to restrict their freedoms, we start telling them to get healthier. If you, I, I don't want to see you in my ICU room. Stop smoking. Don't eat that junk food. Start eating some more vegetables. I should go down there with my own sign. I don't want you to die. Go on a diet. There we go. I'm going to do that. Text me. where the, <laughs> I'm in Los Angeles. If you hear of any nurses protesting, shoot me a text immediately. 917-540-8768. And I'll go down there with a sign. I don't want you to die. Go on a diet. And I'll go right in their face and I'll and I'll hold it up to them. That's that's my that's my two cents. Don't fall for this BS. Don't fall for it. They're, they're cri- if these aren't crisis actors, the other ones are. And you know what? This goes back to what I was saying before. It's their whole narrative is based on virtue signaling. Oh, look at these look at these strong, brave, powerful nurses. They're in the streets. They're trying to protect lives and these selfish, dirty, stinking Americans and their dumb freedom. And they just want to go out there and just get everybody sick and these poor nurses have to deal with them. Oh, how how dare they? Those those nurses. I support the nurses because I'm a good person. Those nurses, they're good people. I support them. That makes me a good person. Oh, those dirty, ugly, nasty Trump supporters that want to be able to pay their bills and put food on the table and provide for their kids because they want those the precious freedom. Oh, screw them. They're bad people. I'm a good person. I am a good person because I believe in virtue signaling. That's what the whole narrative is about. Don't fall for the BS. Whenever you see these nurses TikToking, protesting, it's because they don't have anybody in their ICU units to attend to. It's because this crisis is manufactured off of fake news and BS. Don't fall for it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Please like, subscribe, turn the post notifications on, do whatever you got to do. Shoot me a text, 917-540-8768. Yeah, that's the number. Just shoot me a text. You can stay updated. Subscribe to the podcast, America the Podcast, on all the podcast apps. 
and send send it to your friend if you can send the podcast to your friends it'll help me out a lot if you're listening on apple rate it five stars because all the leftists they are spamming one star so if you can help me out there that'll help out a lot thank you and uh yeah you can you can get out of here now shoo shoo stop listening peace